This is DZFE's Maestro Filipino, a focus for music with a connection to home. For this edition, I'm Daniel. The new season of Sunshine Classics is off to a strong start. Happening March 22, Schubert in Sunshine features one of Schubert's finest song cycles, Die Schöne Müllerin, performed by an equally fine pair of musicians, pianist Mariel Ilusorio, who also directs the series, and tenor Arthur Espiritu. Some might find it strange that Espiritu, a remarkable operatic singer, should now subject himself to the constraints of chamber performance. However, those who know the extent of his repertoire are aware that Lida are anything but terra incognita for Espiritu, and furthermore the intimate salon is far more similar to the grand operatic stage than one might think. So Espiritu tells us in our interview, which we shall listen to in a little while. Of course, Lida being what they are, we are also joined by Ilusorio, and together they tell us how piano, voice, and poetry come together to create something transcendent, capturing centuries of human experience and affections, and certainly far greater than the sum of its parts. To achieve that, it is crucial that pianist and singer have intimate rapport, and that is certainly what Espiritu and Ilusorio have, having performed together many times, as in the online series Kung Hindiman, mounted by the Cultural Center of the Philippines. Before we get to our interview, here are our guests, with violinist Dino de Sena and flautist Hercules Santiago in Agot Espino's Kundiman ng Langit from the CCP's Kung Hindiman. Thank you. 
It's pretty remarkable that the series has been going on for three years. When you started this content series, did you think it would happen for so long? I didn't really think anything. I'm more of a <laughs> in-the-moment person, so I just wanted to try it and see how it goes. But there's been enough support. I'm very grateful for that. And I'm happy that I'm able to keep it up. But it is a lot of work. And this year, I'm trying to branch out and repeat each concert in a school or a university for further exposure. So that's something new. So I, I want to keep growing it in different ways.
That's interesting. Uh, before we get to the performance itself, I think we should ask Arthur what he's been up to the past year or so. Good morning. Thank you yeah. for having us. Uh, oh, what an honor. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's an honor for me. Uh, uh, yeah, but uh, what I've been up to, yeah, basically, I call it revenge performance tour <laughs> because we had plenty of cancellations the past two years during the pandemic. So my agents and I have been working hard at just basically going crazy with performing just to make up for what was lost. I've been kind of doing performance tours in Europe mostly. The usual, so I would say, <laughs> you know, an opera singer would say, I'm, I've been performing the usual and, and trying to perform as much as I can and still be intact at the end of the performance tour. I debuted a role, Ricardo Augustavo, the story of the Swedish Right, King, right, right. yeah, who was who, assassinated. Who... It was such a really interesting story, and it was something different, you know, from what I've been doing for the past few years. So I debuted that role, and then I did a role called Rodolfo that I do a lot in, in the Upper La Bohème in Cologne. So basically, that was the interesting part. Although this is not new to you, this is a sort of performance that maybe your audiences don't often see. So I suppose we throw this question to Miss Marielle. How and why did you decide to mount this performance with Sir Arthur? Well, first, it's to have a balanced showcase for the season. So I would like to have a singer, strings, some winds, <laughs> young people to encourage. So when I thought of who I could invite as a singer, then I thought of Arthur. Actually, I always wanted to invite Arthur and his wife because i think his wife is awesome and <laughs> me too she's, she's, turned, she's turned me down so many times but i did ask both of them actually um, well super but... kilisha she's a huge fan of yours <laughs> she's a huge fan of his marielle and you know she never fails to tell me that if it's too much tin is expecting soon so see arthur na lang, and then mm. we were thinking of what to choose whether a variety but then it's also very exciting to have this concentrated song cycle it's very sophisticated but at the same time it's actually very simple and yeah. speaks to anybody because mm. it deals with the most common everyday themes of life and love and tragedy and disappointment and jealousy and impatience and hope and rejection. So the theme is very, very accessible for everyone, but spoken in the most beautiful language with beautiful poetry and really magical music. So I'm so glad that Arthur said yes and we could find common time because it's really one for the bucket list to share this music. But Arthur and I have also worked together a few years times, back yeah. and also during the pandemic. So mm -hmm. we already have a certain rapport and it's always nice to build more on that. Now, Sir Arthur, this is not the first time you're performing the Schöne Lillerin. So maybe give us a short history or your short history with the song cycle. When I was going to Oberlin Conservatory with Richard Miller, we were really focused on leader. We started training based on that because it's as close to opera as you could ever get. Telling a story, that's what basically leader is. Telling the story of the poet and the intricacies of the music and then knowing basically where you're going to go with it, with your own voice, how you're going to interpret his poetry or her poetry. So with that, I don't differentiate opera and leader. It's like they're cousins. And they're closely related, although the difference is that in leader, you can use more colors, 
you can use mm. more subtleties in the music where the composer demands it, where the text demands it. You know, you can add inflections. Whilst, you know, when you're performing in an opera, you are basically, you're not constricted. Of course, you can try different things in the music, but you're playing against a full 80-count orchestra, <laughs> and you have to maintain a certain level of volume, level of steeliness in the voice where you can sing over the orchestra. But with leader, you get to communicate to the audience with your pianist and the pianist can also communicate musically to the audience <laughs> directly. You know, it's <laughs> so intimate that to differentiate the two, to me, it's just a matter of, I'm not going to say taste. It's just a matter of basically collaborating with each other so we can communicate to the audience as one. And text, text, text is very important in leader. And as the composer wrote the pieces based on these poetries, he or she builds on that text. And, and you have to find that. For the benefit of our audience, can you give us a little summary of what the Schöne Müllerin is about? To me, I view it as three different sections. Mm -hmm. The first section is this young man walking about, wandering in the woods, and very positive until he finds a brook. And then he meets this uh, Müller and his daughter, and then he falls in love with the daughter. That's the middle part. That's the, the second section. And he falls in love with the daughter so desperately, just hopelessly in love with her, trying to get her attention, but she was of course, she's not impressed. She's indifferent to him. And, and then she meets a Jäger, which is a hunter. I watch a guy and uh, she falls in love with. And then, of course, you know, him pining over her and seeing her wear this green band, this green ribbon that he gives to her. And she wears it while she was with the Jäger, with the hunter. On the third part, he becomes desperate. And then... At the end, he, he sees all these desperation poetry. And then at the end, he drowns himself in the brook. It's so sad. <laughs> but, you know, it's just those, it just really gets me all the time. That's why I love doing this. It's just that the whole story is like, oh, I'm happy. Yippee, yay. You know, he's walking around, ding, and ding, and ding. And then he's like, oh, it's a little cute brook. I'll follow the brook over. And then he finds a little miller and then there lives a guy an old guy with, with a daughter and then he falls in love. I, it's just one of those stories those typical stories that we all and as miss mariel said we all relate to that feeling of the the girl or the man you cannot have <laughs> and then she or he falls in love with someone else and he says oh man okay this is the only woman i could ever be with nobody else <laughs> to me it's not tragedy to me it's just one of the most romantic things ever written that's why mm -hmm. I'm very passionate about the Shuna Miller. And I did it before with Najib uh, Ismail. And it's like, we gotta do it, we gotta do it, because Najib loves it too. And of course, Maria loves this piece too. And we share this passion for leader, the familiarity with the language. You know, Maria has lived in Germany for so many years. So she knows. And I thought, okay, let's, let's do the Shuna Miller. You know, we were talking, well, hopefully, we'll get people to like leader in the Philippines, mm -hmm. you know, just to expose them to this kind of poetry. And it's, like I said before, I look at it as a poetry reading. Everybody's sitting down in a nice quiet room and you're just reading poetry. That's what our goal is. That's at least me as a singer, that's what my goal is, is to communicate with the audience what the story or the text, to elicit different colors in the text and to elaborate more to the audience what this poet is saying. But at the same time, I have the luxury of the composer, the music, the beauty, and the, the whole structure of it is just 
re- I don't want to speak too much about it, but it just gets me excited with the poetry plus the music together as one. To me, it's 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 great. It's um, it's a really wonderful piece, and um, I I we hope <laughs> we hope that people would like it. Yeah, one can tell you're really excited about it. So, as you say, happy ending. <laughs> happy ending. <laughs> Not so happy at the end, but uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, something uh, I just want to mention, something I find particularly fascinating about the poetry is that uh, the, the main character, the, the journeyman Miller, does not directly address the object of his affection. He addresses the brook. He addresses the ribbon, the color green. And in the end, it's the brook that speaks. Oh, maybe that's something you want to reveal at the concert, but not, not, at, the, not at the interview. Yeah, it's, 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 I mean, Maria also read these uh, texts. Yeah. It's, it's just uh, the story, the story of the Miller. It's like, um, you know, he mentions these as we use tone paintings for these different texts. Like the green, he repeats it all the time. The, the green vine and then the brook. He repeats that, and it's also coagulated with the music. That's the challenge. You know, you really have to bring out the story. You have to find that word. Where is the Miller's daughter? Mm-hmm. Which is the, the mystery of it all. But that's mm-hmm. where he is. That's where he wants to lead. And he doesn't say that. To me, that's really interesting in, in, with these repeated texts. And you have to do them differently. In the music, you'll find some of them are through composed. Some of them are strophic. Some of them are repeated over and over again, yeah. as Marielle and I were like, we're practicing one day, like four verses, same. Yeah. <laughs> so we have to find different colors and different yes. ways as you repeat each stanza or verse. That's yeah. what makes it really interesting and, and challenging for us as musicians. I don't know if it's challenging for Miss Marielle, I'm sure it's nothing, you know. <laughs> That's something the audience should look out for. They also might despair, oh, this again. But no, there's, there's a subtlety they have to catch. Mariel, what about you? What did it take for you to bring out the story here? And I think it's very fascinating because there are parts where the piano does not just stand, as it were, shoulder to shoulder with the singer. The piano also gives context, like there are parts where it mimics the brook, where it sounds the hunting horn. So what was it like for you as a pianist to come together with the singer to bring out the story of De Schöne Müllerin? Arthur mentioned that it's similar to opera, but then when you look at it first glance, it's like there's only one character. So it's like like a one character opera. There's only that young lad. But actually for me, there are two characters and the other one is the brook that's always there. The music is so peaceful, but yet so sad and lonely. But I feel like the brook is always there to keep the young lad company. And the brook is represented by the piano most of the time. So most of the time, the piano really is water in so many colors, in supporting, in providing comfort, in pushing, in showing the way. I mean, this is very challenging work for me because it's it's somehow more reflective. More inward looking. More spiritual. Mm. And the other day I was thinking, it's kind of like symbolic of one's faith. You know, you go through life, you're all alone. But the brook, to me, signifies the presence of God guiding you all the time. So for me, the challenge in my part, in my collaboration, is how to portray the water mm-hmm. in its different facets and how to support the miller through the colors of the water. And that's mm-hmm. challenging, like if it goes five times. 
it's like life, you know, it's, life is so repetitive, but at the same mm. time, it has so many different contexts. So you try to go through the everyday motions, but with a new inspiration every time. I mean, like if you're teaching all the time, you teach the same student, the same student comes every week. But every time, if you find a different color to the student, a different thing to teach, then it becomes different. So it's the same with the strophic songs as well. Yes, it's something natural and simplistic, but also challenging. Really like a projection of, of life. It's really important that the piano plays this brook because at the end, he gets consumed by the brook. Yeah. It's like, hey, hello, how are you doing? I'm the brook. Let's go on a little journey together. And then he's playing as this God creature that you belong to me in the end. It kind of just ties everything together, both musically and poetically. Also, yeah, also on the topic of collaboration, it's really like a wonderful opportunity to seek freedom in your part, but still be able to blend how you can perform together. But each one has the freedom to express his true self and yet adapt, adjust, and fit. I mean, it's very much like a partnership, actually, where you're two independent people and you both want to feel free, but that you can combine to build something beautiful together. Finally, we go back to, as it were, the overview of Sunshine Classics. As we've said, this is a bit of a unique performance. What do you think the challenges might be for your audience? And to put it rather simplistically, what do you want them to learn in listening to this performance? I think the challenge will be maintaining the focus in the same genre without much variety or color of, let's say, different styles or different mm -hmm. instruments. And also the language. Some subscribers, I've already sent them the text because I said, please read the poetry. It's so beautiful. It, it helps so much if you know it. And I'm not sure if it's possible to have slides with the translations. That will really help a lot. I think it's basically a listening challenge, which is a very important skill to learn. If we can listen to each other, listen to the voice of the poet, listen to the voice of Schubert, listen to the performers, and listen to people listening. I think it's wonderful, especially in a live context. It's really more of community and being together and sharing this beauty. In a way, to me, it's really not much of a challenge because it's so beautiful. Like, if you want to hear beauty, then please listen to this music and the world will be a better place. Even when I'm in a bad mood and I just play this music, it's just like so comforting. The challenge is also for the people to come because of <laughs> course everything's been online, but going out there again and experiencing live music despite building traffic again and busy schedules, but really making time for the arts, for the soul, that's a challenge, and I hope that people will really see the benefit of coming to concerts as really food for the soul amidst all the materialistic things we've mm -hmm. got to struggle with. This beautiful music, it lasted for so many years. It's lived for so many years, and people are still singing it and, and performing it. And it speaks volumes of yeah. how the human being can be so artistically and intellectually challenged. So we hope Ms. Mariel and I can interpret. 
Tenor Arthur Espiritu and pianist Marielle Ilusorio, 
brought to us Hernani Cuenco's Nahan, recorded at the Cultural Center of the Philippines, for the online series Kung Hindi Man. Ilusorio en Espiritu come together to deliver Franz Schubert's song cycle De Schöne Müllerin in its entirety for Schubert in Sunshine, the opening concert of the new season of Sunshine Classics. The event happens March 22, Wednesday, 6pm at Sunshine Place Recreation Center, Makati City. For details, contact 0917-709-2255 or visit Sunshine Place, 56 Jupiter, on Facebook. Ahead of that, our guests also perform the work on March 15 at the Founders Hall of St. Paul University, Manila. For details on this event, contact 0997-063-6850 or the St. Paul University Facebook page facebook.com slash spumanila. That is all for this Maestro Filipino, DZFE's weekly feature for fine music in our locale. Each episode airs Saturday at 12 noon, the following Sunday, 12 midnight, and lastly, the next Thursday at 8 in the evening. Maestro Filipino episodes are uploaded every week on our SoundCloud and Spotify channels. Once more, this is Daniel, and thank you for listening.